and said no. No, it's like women just, have, yeah, women have it so fucked up. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna get it right this time. Welcome to the Trees Falling in the Woods podcast with myself, Rob Santos, and myself, Rob Santos, aka Jeff Deldona, aka Killer, aka yeah, all that shit. Nah, um, what's up? Damn. Did I kill it already? No, did I kill it? Kill the vibe? No, you know. Am I being picked up? Oh, no. Okay. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> no, you're being picked up. Everything's being picked up. I'm just sending messages as I do this. It's a great start to the podcast so far. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Because I keep getting fucking messages from people. I don't, you know. Well, I'll tell you what. If we, if we sound different right now, um, it's because we're a little bit older. We're a little bit wiser, and we're using a microphone that I was given as my Christmas present uh, this past Christmas from the lovely and talented Allie Massey for Christmas. So, Allie, thank you, and I love you. And Rob is uh, responding to some fans on his social media. Well, no, I'm just responding to just the bullshit. Um, no, I wish you were fans, because then I have an excuse to not talk to him. Um, mm-hmm. No, I... Uh, no, I've been trying to eat the salad for two days. No, uh, this is a great start to the podcast. I want you to eat the salad on the show. I, I kind of want to. Go ahead. You know, but there's just so much going on in that salad. So, um... What kind is it? Like, um, antipasto? No, it's a chef salad, but it was made weird. So, uh, <laughs> it's like got a bunch of shit in it that I don't recognize. Let me take a look. I don't know what all this shit is. And then, plus, I, it's been sitting for a few days, so some of the lettuce is all colored. Yeah, you got roast beef in there. Yeah, yep. It's just, they just, like, hey, let's just throw a bunch of shit in here. So, um, but no, like, I guess the only reason why we're doing this is why we only do a fucking podcast once every six months, everybody. Rob's eating what looks like a ripped up cream pie vagina. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm eating uh, by the way, real quick, and I know you made a joke about every six months, but this is the first time in like two years we've done it two weeks in a row, <laughs> provided this actually makes it onto the stream. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so that's, I think that's an accomplishment. So if I get a little streak going right now. Let me have it. That's Hartford in the background. Let me have that. We're going to, yeah, we're totally, we'll let you have it for sure. Let me have it. Oh, oh Hartford's back now, because remember Hartford used to be yeah, on the show a lot? Yeah, used to be character. Mm, yeah. Welcome back, Hartford. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't already turned off this podcast, um, I don't know. Shit's happening on the streets, isn't it? <laughs> hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. My mother's calling me. Hold on. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing something. I'm recording something right now. What's going on? No problem. Oh, I got a fight. No, I, oh, I'll let you know. Let me um, let me do this, and I'll, and I'll call you back. Um, something with Jeff right now, but I'll let you know. All right, ma. Bye. My mother's been calling me. She's been sounding very pleasant. Yeah. Which is very annoying. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, we know that she's very proud of you. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just weird because I'm not used to it. But she's been like this for at least a couple of years now, for sure. I know. You just can't. You can't take the the goodness. Nope. I can understand it, mm. but I just haven't fully learned took, to accept it, right? And embrace it. You know what I mean? Because, oh, my mother says hi, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Hi. Oh, yeah, I, I had a know. question about that. Mm-hmm. 
because she's she's a lovely lady. She's she's always sticking up for the things that she believes in. Mm-hmm. I see it all the time on social media, so that's fantastic. She's very proud of you. She boasts your, your stuff constantly, which is what a mom is supposed to do. Yeah, um, that's cool. Uh, do, do, does your mom actually know who I am, though? Yeah. She does know who I am. Mm-hmm. The reason I ask this is because at your very first speakeasy, she was there, mm-hmm. and I think I, I was I talked to her, and it didn't seem like... It seemed like she just thought I was some random person there who was just t- chatting to chat. Well, you understand, too, like, she definitely knows who you are. She's seen you, but sometimes it's like when... You haven't seen someone in person for a while. Yeah, you know it kind of like or how do regular you basis, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, how does it compute? Because she does yeah. that with a lot of people. So okay, and a lot I, of people do that with a lot of people. I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, she knows who you are. Trust me. If she didn't, I would tell you. Okay. Not on the podcast. But I'll tell you off of this. <laughs> well, so hi, hi, Ralph, mom, Mrs. Miss, sorry, Miss Amanda Bryant. Yes, there we go. She's not a Mrs. anymore. But um, no, I don't have anything. No, it's funny because it's great that she actually did call. Because, yeah, the mental part of it, yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. Mm-hmm. And it's not her fault. I mean, I'm happy that she does that. But at the same time, it's just something within me that I have to change in order to understand it a little bit better. And over time, our podcast has become so much about the mental aspect of it, which is that's why you'll never see change in this world. Because... People can't wrap their minds around the idea of change. Mm. I don't want to say never. Never is a very... It's a difficult thing for people to wrap their minds around. Because they can't. They just can't fucking do it, man. Like, I... I have been working at accepting praise from places that I haven't accepted praise from for many years. Mm -hmm. And because it's difficult, it... Because it's difficult, it's only difficult because, like... So much time was spent not receiving it. And now that I'm on the flip end receiving it, mm-hmm. what most people would do is, like, it's a threat. We were talking about that before we started, right? Okay. So I look at it as those type of praises and, and from people as a threat. And it's like, oh, word. And it'll make me think as if I'm slipping. Or as if I, I'm, I, okay, well, I've guess I've accomplished something or however it is is it is it more um you don't want to feel comfortable because you don't want to feel like you can just stop and you've you've done everything that you want to do so far or just or just like I don't know it's just I guess I don't know it's like you know no forgive me not even that forgive me backtrack all that shit was bullshit validation it's like when you haven't been validated for so long that and the only place you ever that I've received validation from was from strangers from an audience. Mm-hmm. What ends up happening is that becomes more commonplace than anything else. That becomes normal. So it's not normal for me to receive certain levels of praise from places that aren't I'm not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. You know, and that to me is what the difficult part about it has been. Mm-hmm. I'm not. It's not. I'm not saying that my mom hasn't ever been supportive. What I am saying is that because I haven't, I've been invalidated most of my life, that it's just shut everything off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, unless it's on a stage, 
Me saying stuff into a microphone, a, co- a crowd responding, and then me going back and doing a back and forth, that's the only way that I've truly been able to respond to that type of validation. And that's just being in the flow state mm-hmm. when I'm on stage and I forget everything. Because once it's over, then people are like, oh, man, great job. Like, oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Even then, it's still hard for me to accept it. Is it any different if it were, let's say we were in this room and we had friends here. We Let's say you know, even, even the community that we've cultivated recently and you're doing the same thing you were i mean not even necessarily on stage but just talking and joking and being funny and getting reactions is that is that different than being on stage is that a different type of validation is it a validation no because i end up going into that state you know where it's just like i end up going into that state of being of um of being in the moment Mm -hmm. you know that I know how to work with. Mm-hmm. The other stuff I don't know how. Mm-hmm. You can ask about anyone that probably listens to this. Ask how many of them can accept positivity. I, you know what? Here's the thing about that. I, I want to believe that anyone listening to our show is is a thoughtful and I'm going to say it again, considerate person. Because otherwise, why would you be listening to this? You know what I mean? Like, if you, if you if you weren't interested in the type of subjects that we get into, and again, you know, it's it spans the board. We sometimes just talk about like football Jesus, or oh, you know, yeah. it's just like not you know weird stuff that happens in the news. But a lot of time, it's it's mostly like you know what's what's going on in our own, in our heads and what's going on in the, the, the collective mind of society. So I guess my point is, like, if you're listening to this show, you're probably the type of person that is very analytical. And what Rob was just saying, like, are people... Was that what you were saying? Like, are people ready to, to, to... Accept anything different than what they're already used to? Like, think about it like this. Now that I, I'm not eating anymore yeah. and I'm more focused... Um, <laughs> I don't... So what I'm... Real quick, what I'm saying is... Just to not to interrupt you totally, but I think our audience is the type of person that is ready to try to do that. I don't know because I don't know who the fuck our audience that's is true, because yeah. no one says anything back. The only person I know that's willing to try anything different is Oregon Amy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. Somebody email us or not even email. Just find us on Instagram or some shit. Anything. Go to Rob's website, send him a little message, whatever. You know, find me in the street. T- attack me if you want to. Right. I don't. I urge you not to. But right. Well, it's 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 interesting because when I think about everything, like, like now I'm selling merchandise and stuff online. I'm doing all these different things, and it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. I hate every minute of it. I do not fucking. I do not. I just. All right, but why are you doing it then? I have no idea. Because it's what you're supposed to do, apparently, to get your name up. Like, look, I don't know what the hell I am to people out here. Um, I do know people like me a lot, and they feel like I have something to say. I guess it's because I don't hide behind my own words, and I'm also, you know, willing to be wrong, um, which is makes me right, in a sense. I don't know. Um, but no, I just Well, it up. maintains your integrity. Well, the thing is, is, like, when you're willing to understand and try to listen to people no matter what, man, it's just, that's the beautiful aspect of who we are as human beings man it's just being able to open up and understand the other side of shit like there's a lot of things in my head that I 
definitely want to get off my chest or just like I, that I think about like <clears throat> so when I to go what I was just mentioning was like I, yeah I don't like it I don't like it at all I don't like putting myself out there like that because I don't know what to expect you know um and plus I'm I'm just an artist I just want to create something like I haven't done anything substantial enough where it's like yo I can hang my hat on that and be like yo boom that's it that's what I did and there's nothing for me to be like yeah I, I I'm proud of this you know like nothing and that goes with the whole not being validated. Okay. Um, so when you have those types of, so like all that stuff has been singed off over time. Remember watching Men in, you, remember, you ever seen Men in Black, the first one? Yeah. Remember when um, Will Smith put his hands on the thing to get his- uh, Fingerprints removed. Yeah. And, he, and then that stopped, it, his identity was gone. <clears throat> yeah. That's what it feels like. My identity has been burnt off like that. From what? From life. Okay. I don't identify with anything. The only two things I identify in this world are, with are being a father and being a performer. Because I've noticed when I'm in those two spaces, that's when I'm, that's when I'm at peace, that's when I'm free, and that's when I, all I do is react. Outside of that, it's just like I'm like trying to figure out what the, who the fuck I am or there's nothing else. Like I don't identify as a black man. I don't identify as a, mostly as a male, cis male, whatever it is. I'm just like, yo, I'm just robbed, yo. Like this, like I'll be like this. Might I think this probably upset one a friend of mine? Maybe like the whole Black Lives Matter thing, man. I, I don't feel anything for it. That's and that's not to say because the problem is when people who just react to things hear things like that, they're gonna go, "What? What? You're against it? No, 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 no. You just don't have. You can't manifest feelings for it because you have trouble with feelings to begin with." That and also, I feel absolutely nothing for the cause whatsoever because the same people that were, that were supposed to be my, my, uh, my people as people, yeah. other people love like that's that's been like another buzzword. My people, those are the same people that told me all my life that I wasn't black enough, that mm. I was gay, that I was soft, that I, uh, because I think and act a certain way. Yeah, and it's just I become, you know, I just I just become this caricature like of of a human being. And I remember going, like, like I remember when I was young, I used to, uh, this is one girl I really liked. I used to walk to school with her. And for some, and I did it every, almost every day, too. And eventually I just stopped. But I used to always take the same punishment over and over again. Like, she would walk with me to school, and then when we got to school, and all the other people, all the, the black people that were more visibly black than I was, she would, she would leave me to go hang with them. Mm-hmm. But she wouldn't even tell them that she was around me like that. She wouldn't even tell him that she knew me. Mm-hmm. And I asked her that one day. And she's like, well, what do you mean? And we probably, I might have been like in like second or third grade. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, you know, because I think, uh, and I just, I asked her that. And I'm like, well, how come you don't tell me you know me? And she never gave me an answer. And But I knew why, but I just wanted to hear it from her. She probably doesn't even know why she did that. Ex- but I know exactly why she did well, that. Well, no, yeah, of course. Well, I mean, now that I'm older, I mean, and you figure <clears> during that time, you know, my dad left, all these people that came, there's so many people that came in and out of my life. Yeah. So that just added more on top of it. And then I just said, like, all right, well, I just ended up being a loner after that and then meeting other people, you know, like I think a year later I met you. or and <clears throat> But I've always been somehow some way been treated differently than everyone else i was never i don't know if it's because i I wasn't black enough or because i was goofy or silly or whatever but whatever it was it just wasn't enough for any every for anyone else Mm -hmm. so because i didn't understand the manifest those types of feelings to be like hey you're treating me wrong because you know no one ever tells us to stand up for ourselves unless it's in a fight Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? No one ever tells us how to stand up for our feelings when we're hurt, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, so over time, when that kept happening, and then, you know, dark skin black guys saying all that shit, I had a friend of mine who I'm just like, I'm, like, I'm cool with, and he's, he's made me think a lot of deep, very deeply about a lot of these different things that have been taking place. And um, one of the things that we were discussing was about, like, we were talking about the whole Black Lives Matter thing. It's like, yeah, like I told him I don't feel nothing for it. You know, because over time, it's just like, I just didn't, I, I've been, my pride for blackness has been stricken. You know, and it's, and it's not like I choose, like, you can choose, you can make that choice to, you know, I always say there's a choice you can make. Trust me, I have tried to feel that sense of pride and togetherness and all that other stuff. But I just could not do it. I couldn't muster it up. But I see, you know, Erica upset about stuff. Brooklyn was even crying about it, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. And I and I like I get why, but I couldn't understand it like legitimately. And you know, I told him it's like, yeah, because I've been told my whole life that I wasn't black enough, and and so how am I supposed to stand next to the same people that told me I wasn't this enough? And then all of a sudden, thinking that well, now that there's a bigger movement going on, now we accept you. It's like no, it doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't work that way at all. It's like, I get the oppression part. Like, I'm all for being against systematic oppression, systematic racism. I'm all for being against that and and finding some level of equity over equality because I think people just say equality because they think it sounds good. Um, it's just, you know, like, they just like, yeah. like or they don't know what equity means. Exactly. It's, you know, like, I tell people all the time, it's like, don't treat me equally, treat me fairly. Because if you treat me equally, then I'm not going to, you know, what, what, what does that even mean? That's to me, it's like a corporate mandated thing as opposed mm-hmm. to somebody treating me fairly out of because it's what they feel and what they want to do. Um, so talking about that and then saying things like, yo, but it's, it's not, yo, it's not the time. It's not the time. Mm-hmm. Right now, we got to stand together for this one thing and then we'll get to the next part. It's like, no, that doesn't work that way. And my thing is, why are we just one layered? Why can't we be multifaceted? Why does it have to be just to one simple portion? Why does it have to be that simple? Why can't there be other elements to it? Why can't we take responsibility for the things that we've done to each other? So now we have one common, like, you know, what is it that my enemy... The, the enemy it? of my enemy is my friend. Well, in this case, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no, fuck you too. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, but at the same time, it's like, but I also respect what they're trying to do. So the point that I'm making is just like being told that, no, not now, later, or not yeah. being this enough, all my life. And I've been, you know, I swear to God, every almost like once a week, like, it's not as much as it used to be, but once a week I'm always reminded about how I'm not black enough. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the same, my same friend, he was telling me about how, yeah, I would, he's like, if I go to the, he's like, because he's talking about his blackness and, you know, about shades of, about shades of you know, the, the, the shades of what we are. He was like, yo, if I go to the Asian spot, you know, I get fucked with. If I go to the, um, you know, if I go to the uh, the Middle Eastern spot, I get fucked with. You know, so if I go to, the, you know, the white spot, I get fucked with. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. In my mind, I'm like, well, if I go with you to the Asian spot, I get fucked with along with you. If I go to that Middle Eastern spot, I get fucked with you too. Yeah. And then if I go to the white spot, I get fucked with you too. But on the way home, you'll tell me how soft I was in those situations and then tell me that I wasn't strong enough in those situations because I'm light-skinned. That's Even though you didn't, like, you exa- acted probably exactly the same exactly. way that he did. Which or is, I just, yeah. Whether you did something or you didn't do it. Right. You know? I will be told that I'm soft on the, all the way home. So not only have I dealt with three levels, three different times of systematic oppression in mm-hmm. some ways, or prejudice, rather, mm-hmm. uh, three different, you know, instances of, pre- of uh, prejudice, now I'm also receiving the... You, you didn't step up bullshit and, and also receiving the own oppression and bullshit from my own people. So, and I, and I had this conversation with Erica too. I was like, it's, it's interesting. Like, so if, if, if 
white people don't, there's certain people that really fight against this Black Lives Matter thing. I think people are just fighting over the idea of it because no one likes to openly give anything away. You know, they don't, people, just, people don't like to just jump on some shit because it's, it, it affects them emotionally. It's all emotions. Yeah. And they don't want to take responsibility for their, their role in anything. Exactly. And, and they don't want to be, what do you call it, told they have to change. Exactly. So when people say to me, too, like, before I continue, I say, oh, there's some, some emotions that you need to get over and stuff. It's like, no, I got over it. I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I've gotten over it. I've learned to deal with it. Now I've gotten to a point, it's like, yo, just stop. But, you know what I'm saying? But the finished point is like, with Erica, I was saying like, so if black lives don't matter, which, you know, I was like, well, which skin tone? That's, that's my mm-hmm. thing. Black lives matter, but which skin tone? That, yeah. that's, that, I made that, and I want to post that thing so bad, and I probably will. So I was telling her, so if white people have something against dark-skinned black people, mm-hmm. and then dark-skinned black people have something against light-skinned black people, does that make me at the bottom of the list? In terms of, like, the food chain? You mean, like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, we all know how shit... Yeah, so we have white people, then dark-skinned black people, and then light-skinned black people, because white people shit on black people, the dark-skinned black people, mm-hmm. the dark-skinned black people shit on the light-skinned black people, and then we go reverse and talk shit about them out of defense, and then is that, like, a back and forth? So are we at the bottom of the pecking order? Well, the, funny, the, the thing about all this, too, is that... I don't want to say my experience, I'm just saying my understanding of it is that the white people that shit on black people pretty much shit on all black skin tones equally. For the but at the same time, but dark skin black people don't believe that. They believe that we, because I'm lighter, I have a, I have a better shot at things, which, they, which they're totally wrong. But that's and the thing. Yeah. I'm sorry that they believe that, mm-hmm. but that's like, try, like, that's like trying to tell a black person that they understand their experience. Like, the, the mm-hmm. white, the, the awful white people that are doing this, they don't care what skin tone that you are. You're right. still a black person. And at the same time, the people who are dark, that are doing it to the light-skinned ones, mm-hmm. they also don't care. So are they not just as bad as the people that they're being supposedly oppressed by? My thing is, if I, if, let's just say, if I was, and this is, and this is going to be a crazy-ass analogy, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to hit hard, hopefully, is if I was somebody who raped another person over and over and over again you know what I'm saying and then and then ask them to like come out to places with me and mm-hmm. be seen with me and and then act as if we're cool and shit is that person gonna act as if they're fucking cool with me you know what I'm saying after being raped over yeah. and over again you would you would be a Bryce Walker in that situation who's I don't know if, I don't know if you're gonna get that oh, who's Bryce Walker the, he was the main villain from 13 Reasons Why oh. where in the third season they try to sort of redeem like he's a, a date rapist he's raped like at least like five or six. I mean actually well yeah. I think he might have done more but like the, you, you see him rape like five women and that's awful I, and, and the funny and the crazy shit is like because it's a show and it's not real but yeah. you know that bitch died in the first season how did he have two more seasons after that three more seasons three more like this bitch died in the first season she, okay we got these tapes and then the, the little Ray Mysterio looking guy I remember all that shit <laughs> you know what I'm saying like he was just like calling everybody out and shit it's like shut up Ray Mysterio you know what I mean like and it was the most it was the most weirdest it was like, yeah. I, I, I barely, you know, I don't watch TV like that. Well, your that. point is, of course, like, you know, you were mistreated within your own community. You were you were sort of put in a sub-community where, okay, you're... you're mistreated you're even the word. Okay. But if, if I suffered from... And, this, and I'm just saying this because I'm only using this as an example for people to understand what emotional and mental and emotional... Um, uh, 
stress is like or abuse is like. Mm -hmm. I was abused mm -hmm. by my own people. Abused. If what happened to me on a daily basis was the equivalent of being whipped or being hit, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, because what happens when you whip and beat somebody? You beat their, you beat their humanity mm -hmm. down. My humanity was beaten down was every single day by my own people. Mm -hmm. And then what we do is it's like, and this is what we do. We placate the oppressor. We placate by saying like, oh, but you have to learn to get over that. You know, things are different now. No, the fuck they're not. You know what I mean? It's just like, yo, all there is now is just that we just gained the courage to be mad at white people again. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and that to me is what, it's all feelings and emotions. Everything that's happening right now is feelings and emotion. Every, yo, fucking all the stocks are going up for all these people that are like with Black Lives Matter and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? All these companies that like their, their stock is going up because of whatever it is that they're trying to get with us, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, the, the capitalism is fucking us over too, mm -hmm. you know? And, and then I don't trust nothing that anyone does. And I, and, and the thing is too, is like I see all these, like I saw, Damian Lillard did this, um, Cause it's like the cool thing to do now is it's like, yo, if you're racist, um, unfollow me or, you know, fuck you if you're racist. And I'm like, yo, you're no different than the people who are shitting on you. We talk about, what is it that, you know, only love can like, can Dr. King say only love can push away the darkness. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, you're doing the same thing and everyone's jumping on that shit thinking it's the right thing to fucking say. It's like nobody understands what the right thing to do is right now, except for just go out there and march. And right. so we all mentally think that it's the right, because protesting is what you do. Yeah, you get out there, you get your voice heard, all that stuff. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. That's great. But then again, it's just like, but do you know why you're out there? Are you out there because you feel it or because you think it or a little bit of both? So now you have all these people saying, yo, fuck you, unfollow me if you're racist. It's like, yo, we're well, spewing the same bullshit. Hate, yeah. yeah, it was like, we're, we're no different than the people who are shitting on us. Right. But yet, because we have this opportunity to be angry now, it's like, let's just be enraged. Mm -hmm. And now it's, that's all I'm seeing. And so now that my, you know, my, my colleagues or my own, my, my people, if you will, like, it's like, Rob, you know, yo, it's, you know what's good when we talk about this shit, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm all right. The coolest thing, though, and I want everybody to listen to this shit, I identify with nothing except for being a father and being a stand-up or a performer, right? And even then, I would say I identify with being a light worker. I show love to every single person that comes through, man. I do the best I can. If your energy is something that I can't fuck with, mm -hmm. then I'll, I'll, I'll step away. But I will wait for you to come back when you're ready. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're not just completely disassociating. Mm -hmm. hey. Exactly. People from you know. Right. That's it's kind of you know, it's the the per, you know, see I took this stance recently, but online I think I discussed it in the last episode. I was like, look, I'm gonna put I'm gonna post some things that I believe in, and I like if you if you have a counter argument or if you agree with me, it, it ultimately doesn't matter. Like just I urge you not to comment on my stuff because mm -hmm. it's either gonna be a two people agreeing with each other in an echo chamber or be two people who are more than likely never going to convince the other person that 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 they are right. So, if you want to comment that's great, but I'm right. not engaging with you. So, but that, but I never said to anyone unfollow me, block me, unfriend me or whatever, you know, like I just don't want to discuss those particular things with that person. Now, some of these people who you know, I'm, I'm not saying, again, like, if someone is a Nazi, chances are <laughs> I don't have you as a friend on Facebook or whatever. But, but I, yeah, I'll get into that. I, and this is what I was saying. What I was, what I was saying is, like, 
I identify with nothing. Right. I have absolutely no identity whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, I feel nothing. I was talking to a friend of mine, this beautiful young woman, and super smart, um, goal-driven, just an amazing mind, just someone that I truly love just being in her presence and just listening to her energy. She's, she's a Jamaican woman. Mm-hmm. And to hear her talk about her roots... And about where she comes from, and what, and, and the type of, and, and, and the products she's selling, but just to hear her talk about her roots, to me is amazing. It's, she has all that pride in it, and she's like, "Well, what about with you, Rob?" I'm like, well, you know, so it's like we we're talking about. It. It's like I just want what you. I want to feel what you feel. I can't feel that. I can't feel pride for being black. I can't feel pride for being Puerto Rican. I can't feel that sense of national pride that everyone gets the opportunity to, not everyone, but the majority of the people that I see get that opportunity to feel. My stuff has been beaten and, and, and I've been abused mentally and emotionally from being a human being. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, since you can't see it, it's like, who gives a fuck? So I would make fun of Erica all the time because when she's like, always, I'm like, oh, here you go, protecting the black girl mode because, you know, she, she's like... And I told her, it's like, the reason why I, I, I say that shit is because I can't fully articulate what I meant at the time. And what I meant by that is I was jealous and envious of the fact that you got to feel something. And I couldn't. So now I have no identity. And this is the most freeing fucking thing ever. Well, that's what, yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe you don't need to have that particular type of pride. Like, I, I, I get that. But, but everybody wants it. Well, the, you know, part of the movement is, you know... I mean, at one point, white people who were, you know, trying to be woke or whatever would, would say things like, oh, I don't, I don't even see color, I don't recognize you, I don't even think of you as a black person, and that eventually became insulting. Maybe it was insulting from the get-go, but certainly the people that were saying it didn't mean to be insulting, but right, right, right. That's, a, that's become a thing, you know, it, it's, 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 you, you look, uh, like, don't separate me, but also recognize and appreciate my culture, and don't, but don't, you know, appropriate it, but mm-hmm. like, understand that it's a thing and I'm proud of it or whatever mm-hmm. and the thing about it is like if you can't identify with with any of that maybe maybe you just like you said you're free you don't have to identify with any of that everybody wants that but not necessarily everybody I mean you're a person you don't mm-hmm. want it but <clears throat> you know maybe I, you, like you said you identify with being a father and a performer I think you also identify with being obviously a human being and and you also identify with with you know an interesting uh, phrase that that you know I I've definitely heard it before but it has not something that has popped into my mind in, a, in quite some time but a light worker you know yeah the light worker stuff that's it those are the three things I mean and I, and the light worker is is just uh, someone who just eventually feels for the greater good of humanity the greater good of the planet I mean I mm-hmm. feel I walk outside man I can feel the earth beneath my feet and it's just it's crying. You know, and I can hear the people. It's almost like remember Superman Returns, when um, where he was when he was uh, flying above Earth, uh, yeah, I mean, and he heard everything. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel a lot. I have that dream a lot, mm-hmm. and because it, I feel so much, and I see my daughter feeling the same way about things. My daughter, we we were watching this one. We were, you've seen the Avatar show, right? Last Airbender. Oh yeah. So there was this one portion where Uncle Iroh and and um, for those of you who don't know, actually I've never seen it. Oh but yeah, I know, well, I know what you're talking. So Avatar's Last Airbender is, is this um, it's a sort of a it's an anime, but more it was more of a Western anime. Mm-hmm. It's a very great, sh- very good show, up until the last episode, and 
of the series finale, but there's this one portion, so there's this character named um, Zuko, and Zuko is this tortured dude because he'd been banished from his own country because of something that he did wrong within his nation. And his father banished him because his father just was a piece of shit in general. So he was running around with his, trying to look for the Avatar, you know, to get back his honor because he felt it was his destiny. So he had this thought process of what he th thought he needed to do to get to where he needed to get to be able to go back home again, right? Mm -hmm. But the whole time he's connecting with his uncle. And then he betrays his uncle at one point. Like, he just kind of turns his back on him. And there's, so they don't see each other for a, for a long period of time. And there's a moment where he finally goes and meets his uncle. And then his uncle's sleeping. <laughs> so he sits there all night, waits for his uncle. Goes ahead, uncle wakes up, and his uncle turns his back to him again, to, to Zuko. And, you know, Zuko starts saying stuff, and then he starts crying, and then his uncle just turns around and gives him a big hug. Brooklyn started crying hysterically. She's seen this show five, six, seven times. You know what yeah. I'm but she cries every single time because mm -hmm. it hits her. Mm -hmm. I've had those moments too where something hits me hard where I'm deep into the emotionality of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I do have emotions. They're just at super extremes. And the point that I bring up about all this shit is just the fact that like, we... Actually, I forgot where I was going with that. Forgive me, guys. What were we talking about again? Uh... Well, light, well, at first the light work. The light work, yeah. But even then, it's just like, but he felt in his heart that he needs, like, like I. that's what it is. My daughter feels that way, too, now. Like, yeah. there's parts of her empathic ways that exist. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, there's many times where when I was a whore, you know what I mean? Like, I would still see the beauty in the people I was being a whore with. Mm -hmm. And most of the time I was being a whore was just, it was only because I just wanted people to say nice things to me. That was it. It was more mental than physical. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, and the times it did get physical, it was just like, it was meaningless. Mm -hmm. You know, you go home crying, wondering why the fuck you did what you did. You know? But you wanted some kind of validation. That's all it was. And then when you realize that you can't get that validation anymore, like, when the whole idea of like, oh, I get to mess with this person and do all this stuff, you know, once that wears off and that extreme wears off, like that, that the you know, those... You know, all that adrenaline and dopamine that gets, you know, hit off. Like, once it's done, it's just like, then who gives a fuck? And then now it's just sad, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and so, and then once you feel that sadness over and over again, then you it, then it becomes, then it starts to wither away and it becomes nothing. So my emotions, just like the way in Men in Black, were just burnt off, mm -hmm. but over a period of time. Mm -hmm. So when I see Damian Lillard saying, fuck you if you're racist, or... It's like, what the, what, does he think he's saying the right thing? Who is he, by the way? He's a point guard for the, um, for the Portland Trailblazers, oh. which allows me to believe. And then plus, I look at the way that a lot of these athletes, especially the way they tweet, it's like, yo, you guys went to college. You know what I mean? Like, some of you guys are supposed to be smart dudes, yo. Did like, they, you know? Did they, though? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, did they really? Like, yo, like, it, it, like, they a lot went of, to a college. Right. And, and, yo, these dudes, yo, a lot of these athletes make me question every aspect of who they are as people. I would not want to yeah. follow any of these dudes. Like, I watch, like, I, some of the things that LeBron James says, like, yo, do you really believe that what you're saying is, like, like, is the right thing? Yeah. You know, like, you know, you know the most intelligent motherfucker I've ever seen speak about on anything was Kobe. Kobe, the most intelligent athlete I've ever seen. Not, not saying there aren't any. But I'm talking about, like, a superstar athlete say mm -hmm. something meaningful and intelligent 
And like Kyrie Irving is a very intelligent dude, but he's fucking crazy at the same time because he's dealing with some shit in his head that he hasn't tried to um, he hasn't he hasn't tried to um, I was I would say um, combat or confront rather. And he's intelligent, but he says he he talks in circles too, kind of like how we do at times, you know. Um, I feel like you probably have a little bit more of a point than I do. Um, but but Kobe's probably one of the few guys that I've ever seen as an intel like a superstar athlete. Mm-hmm. You know, that has something dope to say. And I'm like, yo, I fuck what he said because he stands behind what he says and he, you know what I'm saying? He says what he means and he means what he says. With someone like LeBron, it's just like, yo, he's just saying this shit to just to get people to like him more so he can buy his sneakers. So I'm seeing all these things happening and going on. And then, and plus, another way too is like when I, when I see somebody grab the microphone, like when I, I watch, mic technique is real huge to me. So I watch a lot of these, these, these athletes, they hold the microphone like they're rap stars. And it's just like there's no power, there's no presence, there's no poise. You know what I mean? It's just like let me just regurgitate some of the shit that I've already said. You know, like that some other people have said rather. Yeah, and it's, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think LeBron's thing is like exactly what you said, but at the same time, he knows he has to say something because if he doesn't say something, people are gonna be like, "What the fuck, LeBron?" Well, it's crazy. Yeah. Com- silence is complicit and all this. Mm-hmm. Like, so my friend at work, uh, Kramer, uh, younger guy, I think he's like twenty five now. Um, uh, black dude, okay. With the name Kramer, interesting. Yeah, well, his I guess his uh, his dad is Jamaican. I don't know if that makes. No, that doesn't. I, that means nothing to me, but I understand. It, okay. he's, he's a junior too, so his dad's Kramer Senior. Wow, <laughs> but wow, wow. In any event, um, he 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 talks about how the, that the culture. I don't, or maybe this is just his assessment, but he says like right now, LeBron James is the king of black people. No. No. We'll see, fuck well, he's, you. He says... No, fuck him, the, no. But, and, not, and he's not saying that that's, like, a good thing and that's, right, that's the right thing, but he's saying that that pe- that black people will follow LeBron and look up to him in every aspect. You know, I don't know about the, the, the BLM movement necessarily, but just, like... No, because he's not out there. You know who's out there doing shit? Steph Curry, but go ahead. Well, okay. I did not know that. Nice. Yeah, Steph Curry was in Oakland protesting. He and his wife were out there yeah. protesting, demonstrating. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen anyone. Drake is another one. Drake is another one too. Like this dude paid a hundred thousand dollars to the Black Lives Matter movie so he can keep yeah. saying the word nigga on his on his on, on his <laughs> well, songs. The, but again, I don't. I, I when Kramer says this, he's not necessarily talking about the. He, I, he I get it. Like, I get it. I just want to say fuck you because yeah. I don't, I just. Just the whole idea that like LeBron is like the standard bearer or the trendsetter or whatever. But the thing, yeah, but I, I and I agree with I agree with Kramer says. I agree, yeah. but. I don't like it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I definitely, I, I agree with that. Yeah, it definitely isn't because if that's the case, then we're, we're, we're it, it's tough. Hmm. Then because the thing is, he does, one, LeBron doesn't risk anything. LeBron doesn't say anything meaningful. I don't, I, like I've been saying, LeBron hasn't had one original thought yeah. outside of basketball since hmm. 2003, since before he got drafted. And even his basketball thoughts are just copying Jordan. It, pretty much, or anyway, you know, and, and, and I watch a lot of the content that he's, like, I think he signed off on doing this thing for Black Wall Street now, I guess he's going to do a documentary on that. This, so I'm like, oh, okay, so he's just, you know, he's just like any other entrepreneur. He, he saw the Watchmen show and was like, oh, this, this yeah. is interesting, okay. Yeah, I mean, even that show, The Shop, is like, dude, I don't want to see rich people talk about shit, yo, fuck you guys, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you guys have no depth whatsoever, like, I don't... Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially when anytime you bring Kevin Hart on, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, there's just, like, Kevin Hart, uh, to me, is just, like, he's such a another great poser. 
Um, to me, LeBron is one of the greatest posers of all time. Um, Kobe Bryant was a poser at one point too, until he caught that rape beef, and then you know, that when it, then decided just to get real, then decided to be himself. Yeah, you know, I think what happens is like LeBron got checked real hard when he tried to be the the villain. But then he couldn't handle it because he just he can't. He wants to be liked so bad. Yeah. And he just mentally and emotionally can't handle it. He's probably one of the strongest dudes mentally in terms of, like, you know, grit and as a basketball player. But at the same time, it's like, dude, this guy's been essentially told he's been the, he's, he's been the, the greatest thing since he was 15, 16 years old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He just didn't have money. But now the thing is, it's like he's no different than any of these guys like Bezos and all these guys. It's like when you can throw money at a situation, like, yeah, he opened up a school. That's great. That's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, open up that school. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. I'm glad that he did that, you know? But at the same time, it's just like, but did he open the school or did he just give him the money to do it? You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. like, you know, that's the thing. It's just like, yo, like, yeah, he took his money and, and that and he reinvested it. So both those things can be true. Like, he can reinvest his money into the community mm-hmm. but still not be the leader that we think he is. And he owns Jason Voorhees. Oh, really? Let's not forget that. He, he bought the rights? the rights to Friday the 13th, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... He can get revenge on white people that way. Have Jason kill a bunch of them. Only, only the uh... yeah, you know. But no, so no. LeBron James basically killed Jason Voorhees because, <laughs> like, because he cause LeBron James is really good at making meteoric content. He's mm-hmm. really good at that. Um, but the reason, like, I don't know this whole LeBron James tangent. But the point that I'm like another reason why I'm bringing a lot of this stuff up is because it's like it's all like you can stop being racist if you want to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just. Can you, do you? It's not no. It's like, do you have the coping skills in order for you to do so? Mm-hmm. It's like if if you want to stop smoking tomorrow, you can do it. You can you can stop smoking. You can stop drinking. You know what I'm saying? You can tell yourself to do those things, right? Um, same thing with my emotions. It's like I may not be able to emote and feel the same way, but I know I can feel in extremes. But I also do know that I can make choices within those situations of being in the moment. So if you want to stop being racist, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just people don't want to because there's that fight or flight thing that still sinks in with us that's always been there mm-hmm. and I wish people would actually start reading the book um, <laughs> the people's history of the United States <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. like it's just like people like all the it's it's like the craziest shit like when you think about like all the slave revolts that took place in the 1600s and shit like that and how America kept us all in check um, you know uh, was it um was I think was it Thomas? No, was it Andrew? I think it might have been Andrew Jackson. I can't remember. You know, um, the Native American beater upper guy. Yeah, though Andrew Jackson, the twenty dollar bill guy. Yeah, I think he because um, he was a part of the whole. No, 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 no. He wasn't around during the revolution. No, no, he wasn't. No, who was it? Was it was it? Forget who the fuck it was. Then it might have been Jefferson. I Even can't the remember. circumstances, I could probably. Yeah, but I know. I know there was a part in the Declaration of Independence that was omitted. Because Jefferson wrote a part indicting King George for the Western slave trade mm-hmm. and tra- trying to say right. it should be removed. Mm-hmm. The Southern colonists weren't about that life, and uh, it was omitted because of them. But at the same time, the same guy that was doing that owned you he know, did. He slaves before slaves. he did. But the point is, it's just that like there's so much in American history that has taken place where people have done whatever they can to keep the status quo. Mm-hmm. That fight or flight thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about how, like, those guys, yeah, they did it for the greater good, but at the same time, it's just like, I can understand what you're saying in that aspect of, like, yeah, they didn't, you know, they, they the thing is with the women part, it's just like they assumed, like, yeah, all men are created equal, right? But they assumed 
that women had bigger roles because they're in the home, you know, on the fields, you know what I'm saying? Like, they had that role, so they just like, well, they, well, they run shit here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like, so they just naturally assume that. And then on the other hand, the, you know, us being, you know, fucking property and shit like that, they try to keep that status quo at all times. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll say, I will say the, the, the handful of men that did write, actually wrote the first draft, did have intentions in mind in terms of promoting equality, um, but they were, t- but they were told, not right now. Just like you were, you're told. And that's what I. That's why I bring it up. I'm glad yeah. you. And that's exactly why I bring it up. It's just like because mentally they couldn't do it. Yeah. Because mentally they couldn't make that choice. Yeah. Well, because because they were so yeah. they were they were scarred so much about all this oppression that they had back in England or some shit like mm-hmm. that. You know that they were just emotionally beaten by it. And it's like, well, we got to do it like this. But then the funny thing is they never got to it later. I mean, they did get to it later, but at this point it doesn't seem like they still got to it later. Sure. No, I mean, stuff had gotten gotten to, but it's just not enough. Right. And 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 my point and my another one of my points and one of my ideas that I have is just it's like, yo, there's never ever going to be true change until we can learn to accept it. Well, now, okay, so one of the, I want to get back to um, an, a concept that you mentioned at the very beginning about how there's there's what do you call it there's oppression within the black culture okay so you were talking about how you know darker skinned black people don't respect lighter skinned black people there's well, I don't like want, hierarchy there, there's a there's definitely because I make not to make a total have all enough of thinking make a or, or blanket statement there's a ma- there's a vast majority that resents us okay not everybody but it, yes yeah. it's, it's a tendency it's okay. it's it's a tendency that is that is built into our systems. Okay. Yes. So, on on the other side of that same coin, and before I say this, I I, I, I mean, you got if you guys know me and you've seen my social media, you understand I am a BLM supporter. Okay, I'm just making it clear. I'm I glad you are. Black Black Lives Matter. I'm an ally. I'm I'm here. I'm, I'm listening. I want to. Well, learn. the thing is, though, with all due respect, I'll be real with you. Before you finish your thought, you don't have to do none of that shit. I, that's fine, but I want no, no, to. No, 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 no. The reason why I say you don't have to is because you've been a great friend to me for so many years. What do you need to prove to anybody else when you've been there for me when I've needed you? When you when you stood up for me or stood with me in many situations? When you've been a, 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 an advocate for myself on many different occasions? So why the fuck do you need to prove that shit to a mass amount of people when you've proven it to me many times? I don't need to. I mean, and I appreciate everything you're that's saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, that's what I mean. It's just like, why do we have to take it? Why do we have to limit ourselves to a stance on some shit just to make us, just to make the other person next to us feel pretty? Um, for me, it's mostly that I just don't like unfairness and injustice. And, and I feel like, you know. But have you been fighting that? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm saying, have you not been fighting that since we long before, like for a very, very long fucking time with me? I mean, yeah, totally. I mean, the, the, you know, the problem with it is I don't ever turn it off to the point where even my own friends get annoyed with me when, I, when I'm, when i you know, like if I think something doesn't make sense or isn't fair or whatever, um, I'm, I, I, I don't give up unless someone can prove me wrong. And then if I'm proven wrong, then I accept it and I apologize. But, but even then, though, it's just like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, continue, I'm sorry. Well, no, so... That being said, though all of that, I do support the movement, and I and and I, it 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 it, it breaks my heart to see anyone treated the way that we're, that we're focused on, you know, seeing how how the, how the black culture is treated. But that being said, 
there's there's major imperfections within that culture as well. And one of the things that still occurs to this day and doesn't really look like it's going away is the mistreatment of trans and gays. And yeah, exactly. I, I, listen, I, 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 coming from the black culture, though. Yeah, it's always like that. And that's the thing. It's just like, you know, you, you got to... But you have to you have to cover it up because it's not what's happening right now. You know, it's not it's not the thing right now. Well, it's 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 so it's it's seeping into this movement because I'm seeing a lot of posts. Of oh, like, it's going to come we, out. You're going to see more. You're going to yeah. see more people coming out taking advantage of we this. We need to make to, yeah. sure that we're protecting these people too because mm-hmm. because they're getting attacked not only from bigoted uh, non-black people and that's you know again not just not just white people all different cultures. You know, even what's his name? I forget the the, the name for the the guy from the Daily Show, the younger Arab guy. He's uh, like he's like thirty four or something like that. He's got his own show on Netflix, uh, Patriot Act. He's he's really good. You should watch him sometime. No, I can't because I saw him once on um on. Okay, well then um, don't. <laughs> no, no, I saw him, no, I saw him once on ESPN and he tried to like just stick in comedy, uh-huh. and I'm like, Ugh. I, like it just it was it, it he was just trying too hard. He was forcing it. Okay. You well, know, like, I, I like people who are, like, naturally funny people that don't need to, like, interject humor to try uh-huh. to make a try to make a segment good. It's like, yo, just be yourself, dude. I guarantee, I bet, I heard the writing's really good, you know, and I yeah. heard he's really good as a, as, as a person. Well, also. in any event, he, ha- he had a, a monologue that they put up on, on YouTube from the show, or it might have even just been part of the show, because, you know, obviously you can't do anything with a, with a crowd or an audience right now, but mm. basically calling out... Uh, Asian Americans, which includes Arabs and Indians and Pakistanis, mm-hmm. and all, also the the Eastern Asian uh, uh, people, for their mistreatment of of the black community. Um, it's not it's not just white people, but again, like that's I'm not trying to go into that diatribe. I'm just trying mm-hmm. to express that like, you know, black people are, are getting it from all ends, right? But at the same time. They, in large part, again, it's not everybody, but it is a. Te- it seems to be a tendency that they're very homophobic. Oh, of course, because uh, we're because we're trained to be that way. I mean, that's that's another thing too. We're all, it's all conditioning. Well, who are you being trained by? We're, yo, just by ourselves. Right. Okay. Yeah, right. but and this this is the thing though. Like, the thing, and I, and I get what you're like. All I'm saying is like now. We need to look. If we can't control our mental health, yeah, we can't control our minds. None of this is going to change. Right, and so but that but again, within the community, it's like <laughs> we've talked about this before. Oh, you oh you you, you don't have mental problems. You're just weak. Oh, you. you oh know. no no! It's or you're weak. It's the devil. Yeah, or you the know? devil's doing. Yeah, and then you know it's like it's funny. We you know you know people the black people that or anyone that matter for like that has access to mental health. It's like you know they don't you let me access to it. They don't use it. Uh-huh. I've been look. I've been in, I've been in group meetings. With predominantly white people, and predominantly and predominant minority groups or mm-hmm. or black people and Spanish people, mixed in mm-hmm. that type of diversity there, right? Mm-hmm. That's where you don't want diversity. You don't want to be. You don't want no, diversity. you don't want diversity in those in those spaces with um in, with in, in the urban ones or the minority um, group therapies because okay. they don't take it serious. Mm-hmm. Most of them are there because of court because it's court mandated. Mm-hmm. And the the majority of the ones that I've been to, at least in the Hartford area, none of them took it seriously, and it and I stopped going to them, like just stopped because it's like I'm take my mental health 
serious. I, you know, I, I bust my ass. Now, that's just my experience, you know. Um, but I have noticed that the majority of my friends that I speak with, they all, the majority of them, they just, they find themselves finding inner peace by through smoking weed and reading a book, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then when learning about meditation. But it's like, okay, you're doing all those good things, but how come you can't reconcile with the fact that, you know, your, 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 your parents are shit to you, were shit to you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, every time I, you're, like, you're, you're enlightened and, and cool and chill, but yet you curse out the people that scorned you. <laughs> you know, my thing is, like, in terms of myself, like, you know, I just don't, I, I respect and understand that I don't have identity anymore. I'm okay with that. You know, it took me a while to get there, but all I know is is that, yo, like, I'm good. Like, yeah. And I'm not, you know, I, I only bring it up in this particular aspect is because, you know, I don't have... I can't be an ally with you. I can't. And it's not because I don't care. It's like, I'm going to fight the movement. I'm going to fight with the movement, but on my terms. Okay. I'm going to continue to do what I do as a light worker. I'm going to continue to invest my time into my community. Uh, I'm going to continue to invest my time into, um, you know, the workshop and, and, and what I do with my stand-up and how I talk to people, how I engage with everyone. You know, I've been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that to make myself better than anyone. I just think that's just what I do as a human being. I think the, the mental health advocacy is probably, like, the most healthy thing you can do for your community if I, you, you try yeah. to promote it right no matter if you're black or white I don't yeah. the problem that I that I see with this is that we have so many people that push away their real feelings like when someone tells me like oh Rob you need to you know learn to get over that or something maybe something you know I am I'm in therapy every day I'm not every day but I'm in like every week yeah. I, I talk to a, a, a DBT therapist I talk to a regular therapist mm-hmm. I'm out here in these streets mm-hmm. getting my mental health on Right. Whereas the same people who ridicule me or put me down or try to disassociate themselves with me or stop talking to me, haven't put look at mental health stuff. It's like, yo, fuck that. You know, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not taking these pills. I'm not doing none of that shit. Which which to me, again, like this whole idea of there's a group that is tired of being oppressed and tired of being treated a certain way because of the way that they were born um, and, you know, being killed and things like that can then turn around and, like, oppress in different ways other groups within that same Because group. it's all mental-emotional. I think about it like this. Think about it, like, I, and I gave this example to Eric. So even Magneto still loved Xavier. Of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. But think <laughs> they, of it like... Clash, but... Right, but think of it like this. Think about the same... Per, like, think about someone who, who has done something to you, has done something wrong to you, mm-hmm. right? And then you turn around, and the first person, the first thing you see is... You know, it's like standing next to you and they just try to ask you a question or something like that. You say, whatever, you know, and you yell at them. That's what it's like. That person is getting shitted on by whomever it was that they're getting shitted on. They turn to us and then they take their microaggressions out on us. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. It's like because they can't deal with it because they, they mentally, emotionally can't put themselves in a situation to say, hey, that person hurt me. But I can't articulate those things because I don't know how to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn over, and Let's, the first person I see, I'm going to I'm going to go at whether if it's my wife, whether it's my kids, whether if it's a person of a, of a different skin tone, whether if it's a white person, whether if it's um whatever it is, I'm going to put my microaggressions out on that other individual because they just happen to be in proximity of what happened. That sounds like textbook bullying. That's all it is. Yeah. That's pretty much what they like. Yo, there's a lot of like. Like these, they're bullies, man, and that's what it is because they can't mentally and emotionally understand what's happening. So until that people can conquer their minds, nothing's going to change. 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, you think all these people that are kneeling right now is going to happen all, like, it's, none of this stuff's going to happen overnight. It's a great conversation to be had. It's a great movement that's taking place. But the thing is, until we can get into the crust of what makes us tick mm -hmm. and our behaviors and learn to address them and understand them and learn to conquer our minds, there's absolutely nothing that we can do to expect. For instance, if, some, if I were to go and say, hey, we're both, we don't have that much money, right? Neither of us is rich, no. Right. But if someone gave us... Bordering a, on poor. Bordering on poor, right? Yeah. And you see this happen, people win the lottery. Actually, I'll use that as an example. Mm -hmm. People that don't have, then all of a sudden receive. Mm -hmm. People who have, like, the postal work office guy who makes, you know, $20, 30 $20, $25 an hour, right? And has been working for the post office for 15, 16 years. And then he all of a sudden hits the money ball or whatever, and then make, it's $300 million. Mm -hmm. And then four or five years later, that, nigga, that motherfucker's broke. Mm -hmm. Because those who don't have and receive with a certain level of radical change can, and, and aren't mentally and emotionally equipped to handle that, they mm -hmm. won't be able to receive the blessings that, they, that they've gotten mm -hmm. because they, can't, they, they, they don't know how to nurture it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they'll blow that money out because they can't. They don't have those mental faculties that are supposed to be built within this person. Mm -hmm. However, if you get somebody who's a pity pincher and somebody who knows how to maintain their money and they were able to receive that money, they'd be more apt to keep it yeah. because they have been conditioned right. to be have able the, to exactly the, the training. If you exactly, so they're ready to accept that. So you have a handful of people, including myself, because I'm not ready to accept dark-skinned black people saying, hey, I love you. It's like, well, give me a minute. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready for my mother saying, hey, I'm there for you just yet. I accept it. And I tell her, I told her this too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ready. I'm, I'm accepting it more and more as I, it has gotten better. Is it overwhelming? Hell yeah, it's overwhelming because I'm still learning. You know, it's actually a learned behavior. Right. So, same deal. It's like, how are we going to receive a level of equity or equality or whatever it is when none of us know how to receive it in the first fucking place? Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen? Those who can receive it are going to be able to receive it, and those who can't are going to get lost in the cracks, and they're going to look at the ones who can receive it and talk shit about them and not confront the issues that they deal with. It's all mind straight. You look at everything that was built up from the father and fathers, mm -hmm. the symbols that they decided to use. They talked about building the symbol that would distinguish them differently from the British. They used, they started that system. They used those emblems, they used those symbols to control. And because they were able to use that to control, the mindset after generation after generation after generation has taken its toll. And now it's gotten to the point where it's like that, remember that guy that said, I'm like that blade of grass that stands up against the wind? And what happens to that blade of grass? It just gets snapped in the wind? That was a teacher. Yeah. Because he got mad, I used to question his ass all the time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's happening. That blade of grass is, what's going to happen? That blade of grass is going to get snapped. Yeah. Unless we're strong enough to understand that difference in changing wind. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing. It's just, I've seen this movie before. We've hit a home run, and we always miss home plate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? One of the jokes I used to use is, like, black people are like the Dallas Cowboys. Every year we have the talent to go to the Super Bowl, but we always miss the playoffs. And what happens with the Dallas Cowboys, if you, yeah, if you know who they are, about the infighting, yeah. their stupid-ass owner, that's the point of the joke. 
you know, and this this is going to sound stupid because he's a basketball coach, but you guys need yourself to Pat Riley. Oh, Pat Riley's you a, need a Pat fucking Riley. Yo, Pat Riley's a fucking G. Yo, he was. <laughs> the, I was watching the Jordan documentary. He yeah. was the coolest motherfucker there. Hmm. Oh, oh, speaking of documentaries, is that Bru- Netflix soon or? It uh, should be soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Hulu, Bruce Lee, Be Water. Okay. I realized that a lot of the teaching that Bruce Lee puts on, I'm doing within my workshop. That's that was I was going to ask you with the, the, the grass bend, bending thing. That sounds like a Bruce Leeism. I mean, and this came from an old white guy, yeah. you know, but at, you know who got mad at me because I questioned his way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, when I was watching this Bruce Lee doc, it's like, yo, this dude was speaking about martial arts in such a different way. He's talking about like, it's like, oh man, like. Water's flexible. Just dude, like it's just like if if you put it was, it was from a it was from a line in the movie like you have your water in that bottle, mm-hmm. it's still water but it's in the bottle. Mm-hmm. If you spilled it on the on the table, it will still be water. It'll be all over the place. Water can be messy. Water can be you know what I'm saying. It can be strong. It can be delicate. It can be all these different things, but just be water. And you know I was from like a, I, I'm obviously butchering the the phrase, but one of the things he talked about was people's thinking. Like he doesn't believe in styles. Mm-hmm. Of martial arts, it's just like yo, this is what it is. We just do what we do. It's like until someone has like you know, three like if someone has like three legs and four arms or something like that, then maybe the style will change. You know what I'm saying? But it's, as long as you have two fists and two feet, it's like it will that it just be what it is. Yeah. And the thing is, we put labels on ourselves and we judge ourselves and we limit ourselves with our thinking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying if you if you have pride in being a black person, that's great, but that's also a limitation, mm-hmm. whether you believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? It's just like you're limiting something to just being black. Well, it's like, yeah, that's what I am. But wouldn't you want to try to be more? You know what I'm saying? You could, you could be that and more. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. there's a handful of people that believe that that's it. There's so many people that believe it's like, yo, it's either you're black or you're white. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, or like, I know some people that's like, if you have one, it's, 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 I call it the, the 1% rule. It's like, the, um, if you have 1%, if you're 1% black, then you're black. Like, people believe that. You know what I mean? Like there, so it's just like there's these, these weird beliefs that we have. And when people don't understand, everything that is all mental, emotional constructs, the founding fathers start those mental, emotional constructs. You think that they, they, you think they wanted to like, be free from the British because of, of logical reasons? Afterwards, when they finally got a chance to sit down and think about what they were going to do, mm-hmm. but it was all because, yo, tired of shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yo, fuck this, man. You know what I mean? But that, it all comes from emotion. So when these people can't get to that part where they need to use their, their, their mind, their emotional mind, and their, obviously their logical mind, you know, when they can, that's where the wise mind comes in. And I tried to show and teach people that wise mind and nature of it, you know? And I'm very mindful about how I approach other people. Because uh, one thing I've noticed is like I burn people out sometimes because with my way of thinking. And I also have noticed that people are very threatened by my by my intellect or by the way I carry myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I, I stand, yo, I, listen, if you want to be my friend and we talk, we cool, then fine. Be, you know, like, like we fuck with, like Eric and I, we fuck with you and shit about the declaration stuff because we love you. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I feel like we have, but we also, but you also know that we understand you. Mm-hmm. And then you guys will fuck with me sometimes, you know, because like, I've always, like, I've always noticed that when I'm around two people, or my, a group of people, like, let's say, I've always noticed that the two people attack me, mm-hmm. making fun of me in some way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've always noticed that. Like, there were, people will just attack me in some way, shape, or form. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, even if they're friends, but they'll come at me because, like, I'm a threat in their mind some way. Even if they're just joking. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I've noticed that. Like, 
you know, because I'm that wild card, I suppose. And even on the podcast, like you and Erica would bang, gang up on me. But it's a part of the podcast, and it's funny. But, but I've noticed that it happens to me everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. And I ask myself, is it me or is it them? Well, I mean, I not to be like, oh man, I'm running Ram Santos's level or whatever, and but like I feel like that sort of happens to me too, though, like, or at least a similar thing anyway, where, where oh, I I feel like the people around me, especially in group settings, they need they feel like they need to take me down a peg. Yeah, and and why? Because they see you as a threat. They in in, in any way they they want to weaponize I don't know, what maybe, they say maybe to you. Maybe they do. But no, it, no, you are a threat, whether they believe it or not. You know, it, maybe not a threat to them, mm-hmm. but a threat to some part of their emotions that bugs them about you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, Jeff's probably going to have some shit about this. And now they're, and you see, now they're, now they hear the feelings portion coming in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My thing is, that's just what Jeff says. Because the fuck, that's just what he says. It's Jeff. But people can't get there yet. Mm-hmm. Because people, their emotions, even people who, are, who claim they're the most enlightened people ever, they just can't get there. Like, I, I know some people that would say some stuff, it's like, yo, there's just people that are, that are not on our level of thinking. You know, all you can do is just, you know, just 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 wait for them or something like that. But it's like, but what if they don't come? Okay. Well, what, what you leave the breadcrumbs or something? What, wouldn't it be nice to just say, hey, look, would you like to talk? You know what I mean? Like if someone says, if you're a racist, unfollow me. It's like, well, if you're a racist, let's talk. Why are you feeling that way? What's going on? You know, Erica, we, I, I, I would always go on these 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 beefs on. Um, some of these beasts on Facebook and she makes fun of me she's like yeah every time you beef with someone on Facebook they end up liking you <laughs> <laughs> because I'll end up asking them questions I'll be like yo but like why are you upset and it's like no it's like listen context sucks no seriously tell me why you're upset tell me what you don't understand let me see if I can help you understand mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful I truly want to know what you don't understand mm-hmm. and they say well I don't understand why this this and this well this is my interpretation of it and this is what, you know, how whatever X, Y, and Z is. And they're like, oh, right. okay, I appreciate you. But I don't say, yo, F you this and this and that. Right. Like, yo, I, I can't you, do that. You, you want to reach somebody and you, all, and like, you want to understand people. And, and it all helps broaden your perspective and your understanding. Right. If you, if you can see why someone might feel a certain way, then you can take that later on and be like, oh, I'm in a similar situation talking to someone else. And in my experience, this person over here felt this way about it. I wonder if that's the same thing for you. And then they're like, well, you know, that does sound familiar. And maybe I am acting like that person or whatever. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, yo, it's okay. Dave Chappelle, this, they were talking about this one show he did at the Knitting Factory in New York City. Um, he just kind of snuck in and just did a set at the end. Mm-hmm. And as he was up there, he was talking about somebody that was killed. And then some, like, some black guy that was killed at, um, you know, from a... Um, from like a police a police officer in Ohio killed this black dude um, who went to buy a gun at a Walmart you know I yeah that that's a pretty famous case yeah, yeah exactly people have heard of that but it was a BB gun by the way it was a BB gun exactly so that woman said these things like yo like you know life is hard you know whatever get over it it's a white woman you know mm-hmm. so Dave told her about everything that you know what it's like and you know a situation like that but then the, the one thing that he revealed was was that you know he got stopped you know he got pulled over and you know he put his hands on the wheel and he said look I'm gonna go ahead and you know put you know get my thing there and it's like and the cop was like yo like you don't have to do that you know I know who you are and then he said and he said it's like but I don't I shouldn't have to be Dave Chappelle yeah to feel free and then the guy who did it, yeah. the guy who, the police officer who let him go, was the same police officer who killed that kid with the BB gun. 
I literally just heard that whole story that you just told. My me. mother showed it to me on Facebook today. Was it, was it Dave telling the story? Or is it no, like it was a, somebody else telling the story. But then, but then this is the big. This is the kicker. That's where I must have seen that. Right. This is the kicker, though. So the woman goes backstage. She's like, I want to talk to Dave. Mm-hmm. Angry black dude who can only think one way with his emotions. It's like, nah, he busy. Get out of here. And it's like, and then it's like, no, I want to talk. And then someone said to him, like, hey, that girl's there. You know, she wants to talk to you. She's like, yeah, let her in. Mm-hmm. She comes in, she apologizes and everything. Mm-hmm. He says it's all good. So, because you know, because you didn't understand, but now you understand. And she was like, emotional, broken. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he comforted her and let her know. It's like, hey, do you? And after after that understanding came, it's like, hey, do you want a picture? I'm like, she's like, you really? She's like, yeah, we're friends. Take a picture. She took a picture of Dave Chappelle, and they were cool. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like. Totally. That, that's what people don't understand. Like, because his mind is in a place where logic kicks in. And he understands the emotions of other people. He also understands that there's a way to handle things. Mm-hmm. I will never break my each one teach one mentality. Even if my friends get upset with me over the fact that, hey, I'm a light-skinned dude. I feel this way, but I understand your movement. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I understand the movement. I'm all for it. But at the same time, that's just my gripe. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to be a part of it. And then they say things like, you know, they weaponize their words. They're saying, mm-hmm. well, you need to get over it, or you need to do this, or you got to do that. And if I say something the wrong way, it's like, be careful what you say. It's like, why? Because I need to protect your emotions? What about anything I'm going to say to you is going to make about how, how I feel? Mm-hmm. Where is that important at all? In any part of the things I'm going to say to you. For you to say something like that, watch what you say, is you are no different than the egotistical, ego, like, egomaniacal white people that we're trying to go against. Mm-hmm. You are no different than them. Yeah, I, I see your point. I agree with you. And 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 and, and it, what all it is is all mental, it's mental emotional constructs. And the thing is, like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, because you're never going to, because you told all your body, you just told every part of your body that you can't. Bruce Lee was always like train every single part of your body. Yeah. Bruce Lee's mind, yo, Bruce Lee. I think he ended up hurting himself, where the point he hurt his back, and then this dude, because he's so mentally strong, was up and out of the hospital, ready to go within three months. Because he had back problems still. He's like the John Cena of martial arts. Dude, never give up. Yeah. Because his mind was so much stronger than everyone else's. Through all the bullshit that I went through in my life, it has trained me for this moment. You know those memes where it's like, well, my 20, this is what I had for my 2020, this is what actually happened? My plan for my 2020 was actually the thing that I fucking did. Mm-hmm. You know what you're, I'm saying? Yeah, you're the only person on, on record right now. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Everyone's talking about like, yo, this, like this, yo, it's a weird time. It's crazy. It's all this and that. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, is it? Well, I mean, for personally, what I can say is, before this pandemic happened, um, like Allie and I were mostly spending the weekends in our apartment doing practically nothing anyway. So it's <laughs> yeah. really not that different. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my my thing is, I did want to change that. I still do. And the the the, the only gripe I have is that like. It's not different than it was before, but we wanted to make it different, and we're not like the opportunity isn't there at the moment. But that's well, okay; it'll right. come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I and, and the fact that you guys are aware of that to understand it's like yeah, it'll happen when it happens. Yeah. But so many of us just want to push these things because we're mentally, emotionally done with stuff because we can't. You know, because we're emotionally done with stuff. It's mostly the mentally part. I would say mentally, yeah, because their emotions affect them mentally. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, is like yo, I understand the the purpose in all of it. 
You know what I'm saying? I, I, and the thing is, it's like it, we debunk things like the science of stuff and it comes to the COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's, then there's rumors saying that, you know, like we might have fucked up the economy because none of the stuff that we actually did was helping at all in the first place. So we just basically put ourselves in recession and, and locked ourselves in the house for two to three months. But then again, it's like, but not everyone has all the answers. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I've seen so much is just hate mongering amongst both sides. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen a lot of like, quick-witted people trying to sort of get their comeuppance and saying something clever to be a jerk to the other side. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. in terms of just like, okay, yeah, you made that point. Now what? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm about. I was like, yo, we're, we're doing all this. Now what? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, we're do- like now what's the next step? Okay, Nancy Pelosi and all those people. Like, yo, what are you guys going to do to pass some laws legislatively? And, and what are you going to do to be able to put more money, take that dollar, and be able to put it into other places throughout the communities? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that to me is the, the next step. And when are you guys going to stop fucking kids? Yeah, I mean, you can, only, <laughs> you, know, you, can, you can only change hearts and minds so much. You have to change policy. And you, have, you know, you have to you know, put, hopefully put the people in, in, in power that are more likely to do that. I mean, there's no, and there's never any guarantee. Politicians make promises before they're elected all the time. And it doesn't always work out that way. I mean, you, you know, have to hope for the best. You know how you know old boy in the White House. You know, that's yeah. we're shit, gonna bring that this country the, together. Yeah, it's gonna be the biggest country. Uh, all the people together, like that was his his acceptance speech or whatever. Yeah, and he totally went like like yeah. I, people like look if people say yo Trump's a racist, I don't know if he's a racist or not, but I'm I will say this is that he's definitely pro white. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He, he's definitely pro white man. You know what I'm saying? But well, I think you know what he's he's an opportunist. He's well, he's an opportunist. He's a, but he's he's a classist, and the cl- mm-hmm. the class that he supports just happens at this point in history. Actually, well, throughout most of history, to mm-hmm. be white, right? And you know, and the interesting thing is too, when we go back to it, racism racism is a state of mind. Mm-hmm. Racism is. He's racist in the sense no, that... I, I, I'm sorry, but... No, I look at it like this. Like, I look at it like this. Let's say you're classism and I'm racism. Mm. And then you hit me and then I hit you back. You know what I'm saying? And I get caught. And I get caught, but you don't. And then the teacher catches me and then it's like, but I'm, since I'm racism, I get caught. I'm the real problem. It's like, no, classism's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Classism hit me first. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, but that's basically what it is. It's like we're being controlled... And, and emotionally, because think about all the things that we buy, mm-hmm. all the ads. You buy it because you don't think you need it. You buy it because you feel you need it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that's what it is. People are buying the stuff that I sell because they like me and it makes them and it feel, they feel like they're part of me. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But they also understand what I stand for. So there's integrity there. But at the same time, it's just like, yo, like you're saying, with class, like he's a classist. But that's the thing. We're really fighting against classism because racism doesn't – yo, look. Dave Chappelle, he thoroughly displayed classism mm-hmm. that he was benefiting from. Right. Along with his fear Truffle. of being a black person. Truffle butter. Exactly. And and that's what he talks about all the time. LeBron James talks about, like, he had, he had you know, nigger written on his thing. It's like, well, that's the least of his worries. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It sucks. It shouldn't have happened. But LeBron James will never experience the things that I might experience going home. You know what I'm saying? Because people know he's LeBron James. Mm-hmm. 
LeBron James is in a class where he's readily accepted by those who have just as much as he does because they want to be around him. Now, the way that he will like deal with, he'll deal with racism at a different level because he's so high up and he's hanging out with all these rich people. Now they look at him as entertainment. Right. You like, know what I'm like saying? Like a gladiator. You're right. So he will deal with the level of racism that yeah. we want. It's still racism, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But he won't deal with it the same way. So it's like he is dealing with a level of classism as well. Yeah. So it's like, yo, the thing is, it's like none of these, with all, with all due respect to all these guys, you know when they always make fun of new money? You know, like that, the term new money is like someone gets rich quick. Let one of us get rich tomorrow. And then we go around hanging out with these other people. What motherfuckers ain't gonna try to accept us and give us shit? Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like they're gonna look at us new money, and they're gonna be like, "What the fuck you doing here?" And what that is is mental, the emotional standpoint of what people feel and think about others. And until we can control our thinking, there's absolutely no way that I can believe that we'd be able to readily accept anything that'd be given to us mm-hmm. because we can't change our thinking. All this marching will be for nothing. Well, it's not that we can't. It's that... No, we can't. Most, well, most of us choose not to. We choose not most to. Most of us choose not even to recognize that it's possible. Exactly. And that's why we can't. And I hate to say it that way, but I truly... And I, and I want to be proven wrong. I want to. But, yo, like... It, everything... Yo, people are so simple. They're not easy. They're simple. I've said it many times to you. It's like math, yo. I'm, I'm on the, like, yo, I come off the highway sometimes, and I can just tell by, like, I remember one time I came off the, I came off the highway, and I think I told you the story. This one dude was, like, right next to me. He was supposed to go left, and I was going to go straight. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I said, just the way he stopped and the way and what he did, I was like, this motherfucker's going to try to merge into me as I'm driving forward. Mm-hmm. So I slowed, so I, so, and I, just by just the feel, you know what I mean? It's just like I could just tell just by the way he positioned himself and everything. It's like, I know this motherfucker's going to do this. And as soon as I pulled off, guess what that motherfucker did? Try to move into the same lane as I did. You know what I'm saying? So in a weird way, that <laughs> that was like, I don't want to say beneficial prejudice, but it, I mean, technically that's prejudice. But the thing is, though, there, the, and this is the thing too, and I had a conversation with Eric about prejudice. Prejudice isn't all bad. Is they, right. It doesn't, it's, it's got, it's, it's, it's like the, I'm trying to think of the word. Like if you were to call someone, if, like the word ignorant has has gotten a bad right. Word. Not everybody knows everything. Some people are ignorant to certain things. Mm-hmm. If you get called ignorant, people automatically throw their arms up. I'm not ignorant. Well, dare you call me stupid? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Ignorant and stupid are two completely different things. Stupid means you have you have challenges in terms of learning. Mm-hmm. Ignorant means you're just unaware of something, and you choose not to be aware of it at times. You know what I'm saying? That could, that's I, a, that could be a part yeah, of ignorance. Yeah, but yeah. Like, on the next level, that's if you that's if you want to up the ante on it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like if someone chooses to be ignorant, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. dude, you're choosing to be ignorant right now. You know? But right. But overall, it's just it literally just like okay, if um, I know absolutely nothing about NASCAR, I am ignorant to the subject of NASCAR, other than like, mm-hmm. I know they go around in a circle. Right, and, so, that, and that they're going to get rid of their Confederate flags, finally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, okay, there you go. That doesn't make me stupid. It doesn't, it, it's, right. it's not a subject I'm well-versed in. So, what was the word we were talking about before? Prejudice. Okay, yeah. so so prejudice is just prejudging a situation or, a, you know, uh, like in, in, even in, in your case, you kind of prejudge that person based on their behavior. 
You know what I mean? Like, they moved in, their car was positioned in a certain way. Like, that's, that is a prejudgment. It doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily wrong. It's not necessarily um, poor behavior on your part. It's like, if I see uh, someone uh, who has a crotch rocket motorcycle, nine times out of ten, that person is going to blast by other people on the highway at top speed, not mm-hmm. caring that you're startling the fuck out of everyone. Right. It, it's it. I. It's funny. I think about it too. Like hearing that example and another example. I think of if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody that my brain tells me is a, is a is a physical threat, mm-hmm. you know, and then I cross the street because maybe I just don't want to be around this particular individual. Mm-hmm. And then let's just say I'm with a group. Let's say I'm working with somebody, right? And then somebody will come and I'll just cross the street and then somebody will tell me just like, you know, like, hey, dude, why'd you cross the street? You know, like, you, like that big black guy. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just saw somebody that just threatened. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I didn't want to walk by. You know, in my mind, it's just like, dude, I just didn't want to walk around that person. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. in this person's mind, they're like, well, you know, they're thinking that I'm being racist. I just don't want to walk. Maybe what, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's a crazy thing. So let me, okay, so. Or even or even if it's like, even, like, even when I see a white dude or anything yeah. like that, if I see somebody that, that my brain tells me is a threat, does that mean that it's a it institutionalized sort of like you know um, created thing throughout time, or is it just me protecting myself? That's the it's thing. Pro- it could be both. It's probably right, you both. Know, but yeah, exactly. But you're cringing, but at the same yeah. time, it's just like, but that's what prejudice is. Now, if let's just say, for instance, if I crossed that street on this white guy and started shitting on him for being white, at the same time, then I'm being prejudiced. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like that to me is just like if I'm like you know crossing the street and shit on the whole time as I'm crossing yeah. the street, then I'm being prejudiced. You know what I'm saying? It's like, see, like you're making me cross the street, you scary ass white dude with all your fucking with your holes in your ear and this and that. Like that's re- that's prejudice that. I that that's what people are really thinking about. I saw a video the other day where it was like there was, was like an older white couple, maybe like early sixties, maybe like in the maybe late fifties or whatever. They were walking down a city street and well you don't see that in the video, but what you see is the aftermath of where it's like it's younger black dude riding a riding a, a bicycle and you see people coming to like they're they're having an argument and you see the people come to the black kids aid. Um, and trying to tell the white lady, like, what, you know, like, they're they're like, well, we were walking on the sidewalk, and he just sort of kept coming toward us, and he didn't, like, get out of the way, he was just, he just kept coming, and I didn't know what to do, she's like, I'm trying to protect myself, because I got someone coming at me on a bicycle, Mm -hmm. and... You know, my again, my, my instinct is okay. The, the you know, the, you see all these videos about, and, and there are some pretty heinous videos where there's like a, a like a middle aged uh, white lady going, "Well, I'm going to call the cops and tell them that there's a young black man out here, like you know, in my neighborhood looking at my house or whatever." And when that, that, that didn't Amy, even happen, the Amy shit, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But then you see this video, and you, you, my instinct is to go like, "Well, yeah, they're probably just being shitty to this kid." But then if you sit and listen to what everyone's and or well, the people that are coming to his aid. They're like, well, you know, you're, you're being racist, you know, like he didn't do anything to you. But if you really think about it, and I, like I said, my first instinct was to side with the kid. But when you sit back and you listen to what they're trying to say, it's like, the bike was coming right at me. There's a bike lane for a reason. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, and, and as far as I know, like, even though we all did it as kids... You're not really technically supposed to ride on the sidewalk on your bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah, you know? exactly. And 
And, and, and when I think of another, like other examples, you know, we go on and on with this, but when I really think about it, it's primarily with our mind. Someone's, like, it's like somebody said, like, yo, like, this is what it is, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like somebody said what it was, and then it became that. Like, someone said ignorant is a very foul word to use. Yeah. You know, somebody, someone said, you know, someone like, because someone who had a certain intent against them, mm-hmm. you know, and then it becomes a thing. And then on the other the, the other side of the coin, which I've been my favorite new word, considerate, like uh, that automatically in people's minds means that you're a nice person. It doesn't necessarily. No, mean I'm just considering nice your. I'm just considering the other end of what it is. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's it. Thinking about things, the situation, whatever it is, you are considering things. Mm-hmm. Not that like, oh, that she's so considerate. It doesn't automatically. It, more often than not, it means that you're doing something nice for someone or no, being but, nice or whatever. Right. But we've associated it with a good word, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like this, it's just there's like there's no such thing as bad words. It's like I tell Brooklyn that all the time. It's like, honey, there's no such thing as a bad word. It's no, just it's the that, meaning that we, the, yeah. the implications that we're making. Right, exactly. Everything speak. is right. I remember having conversations with her teachers about that. It's like, please don't tell my daughter about bad words. Just tell them there's part there's poor context. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, don't do that because now you're going to have her thinking and believing something that's not necessarily true. Mm. You know, at least not the truth that I believe in. You know, and that's another thing too. Like, truth is becoming, is be, it's become like when I hear somebody said my truth, like it's like, you mean you're very, um, yeah. you know, like was I like your very uh, emotional opinion? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Really it's just like, like you know, like people like there's with, the you know, truth, and that's it. <laughs> right. Exactly. And even then, it's like we still like debunk what the truth is. Mm. You know, I mean, look, we know what the truth was happening when I was working with that person on the show I was working on. We knew what the truth was, but that person just hid behind all these other truths <laughs> to protect their truth so that the real truth couldn't come out. Right. And, you know, and thank God I didn't continue to work with that person because this person was probably trying to make money off my likeness. Mm-hmm. You know, so I protected myself in that particular situation. That's when I stood up against myself and understood the law. But now I'm thinking about, okay, so if you... Decide to cross the street, whether that's it's like a big black guy or, or uh, you know like a, a little white girl, friend, whatever, whatever it is. Do you, no one's really probably gonna bat an eye if you do it. But if 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 I see if I'm walking down a street in Hartford and I cross the street because there's like a group of black kids coming or whatever. Not that mm-hmm. I would necessarily do that. No, but, but, if I did no, it, but, no, but even then, there's a group of black kids. Yo, yo, they're probably gonna clog up. You know, a lot yeah. of the sidewalk. Let me go on the other side. But 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 in that and that might be my logic at the time, but they're like whoa yo why 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 you're not not necessarily that but if someone heard about that they would they would be quick to judge me and say that I was being racist. Mm-hmm. But now now, you also brought up the point of sometimes you just either want something or you don't want it right. So I used to hear these commercials on um, the radio about housing discrimination right, and. I, I'm, I'm, you know, like, I get it. I know what they're saying. But I'm just wondering, like... So, and the, the, the commercial basically is the same person calls up whoever's in charge of the property with, like, three or four different accents pretending to be a different person each time, right? And then they finally call up and they're doing, like, a white person accent. And they put, the, like... The other times the guy's like, oh, I'm sorry that that uh, apartment's already filled, apartment's already filled, yada, yada, yada. The white voice calls up, oh, sure, uh, let's make an appointment. When can, you know, when can I see you or whatever? And then that person's like, well, I, you know, I just want to let you know that I called um, before with three different accents. And now that I'm calling as a white person, the apartment's all of a sudden open. Like, you know, 
and and I and I get that that that's discrimination is terrible, but at the same time, I was I think about it and I'm like, well, doesn't a person have the right to reserve who lives in their property or who they want? Like, let's say they live there, and they, for whatever reason, want a certain type of person, you know, and obviously over the phone, it's more, it's more discrimination in terms of like ethnicity than it would be if like. If, if it was all in-person interviews and people showed up and maybe, like, you had, uh, like, a black family who looked like they were, you know, well-off, like, maybe the dad is, both of them, the mom, dad, they're professional or whatever, looking, you know what I mean? Like, that would be a different story, but that's why I'm like, what, what do you think about that situation? Like, do, does a person who owns a property and maybe even lives on that property have the right to make decisions on who they want to live with or have live on their property based on their impressions of the people that they're talking to. Yeah, if they don't base it on like the prejudices, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we're now we're going to another level of this. Like now this person is just their fight or flight skills are just being put mm-hmm. into the test because of what they've been conditioned to think about what they feel black people or whatever or brown people, whatever type of people that they rejected before are. Because yeah. they choose not to, whereas they, for some reason, they choose to believe that white people are all good. Like, one of my feelings on that is, I have a right to decide whoever I want to come through this door mm-hmm. at this particular class. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if they want to go ahead and say something that, you know, that's oh you're doing this because I'm black or because I'm mm-hmm. white or something like that, it's like no, I just don't. I don't like your vibe. We just mm-hmm. don't. We don't vibe. You know what I'm saying? It's just your energy. I just don't agree with it. I appreciate you coming, but please, this is this is my space. I have that right to make that decision mm-hmm. based off of a certain level of merit. Now, this person is not putting any type of merit or any type of like. Right, they're just going based on yeah, accents. Right, exactly. There, there's no like like if in order for me to come up with that particular judgment, there has to be a series of events or a yeah. series of, of 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 inconsistencies or things that go against who I am and what, or what I'm about. You know that that go against this space. But even then, okay, like let's let's say, I'll come. Up, I've got two scenarios for you. We'll we'll take that same scenario that I mentioned, and mm-hmm. we'll we'll make it a black uh, property owner, mm-hmm. and let's say two or three different white families call in, and the black property owner just isn't comfortable living around white people. Well, the thing is, no, 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 and I'm going to go a little step further. I'm yeah. going to take that a step further. I told, I was talking to Erica about this as well, and it's like, am I racist if I grew up around being around black people like the way I have, and then all of a sudden I'm in a, and I'm in a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I'm uncomfortable about being around them? Does that make me racist, or does that make me uncomfortable? I think it makes you uncomfortable, and then it's what you end up doing with that. Because I'm not, right, because I'm not, now when you take it a step further, you know what I'm saying, at first, am I going to be uncomfortable? Because I'm not, mentally, I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. Emotionally, I'm not used to this. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, it's 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 a very tricky thing. It's hard to answer that question, because I'll give you another another example. I walk into a a card shop, Mm -hmm. and this is the true story. I walk into, I I go into a card shop, I speak to this one guy because he's a white owner, mm-hmm. and I talk to him the way I normally talk to people. I'm, I don't be like yo nigga this. Well, like you know, if I talk to my friends, I don't even think it's code switching. It's just I'm not gonna talk to this motherfucker like that because I'm not gonna talk to him like that. Yeah. And at the same time, I still talk to my friends with a very 
You know, I, I talk about with, with a certain level of intelligence and understanding, you know, s- stuff like that. I'm just not going to go ahead and just, like, when I go and present myself as a, if I'm my representative on, right? Mm-hmm. I go in there, and, I, and, and every time I go into a space like that, because I know what, what, the way white people can be, I go in there and seem as non-threatening as possible. Mm-hmm. Because I know and I understand that they may not be mentally and emotionally ready. Now... Does my skin tone help? It probably does. Because mm-hmm. it, and it probably does it for this particular reason, this particular reason only. Mm-hmm. Because that man decided that it was. It's got nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Him thinking that it's okay, like he's comfortable with me coming in, you know what I'm saying? That's, 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 that, that's on him. It's got nothing to do with me. Me going in there and just being the, the respectful, kind dude that I normally am, mm-hmm. some people will be thinking of me as being soft, and I've been called that many times. My boy goes up there today, yeah. go sell some cars to this gentleman. Now, he may not know it, but he saw two Spanish dudes come in, and he immediately got, he was on him. Mm-hmm. On him. My boy goes in there, he's Spanish. But my boy goes in there, he's not threatening, you know what I'm saying? He's a respectful dude, you know? He going in there, but he sees these two Spanish guys coming in, and he's like, on him. And he sees two other white people come in, does nothing. Is it because he's racist, prejudiced, or is it because he's comfortable with the people he knows? That's when, so when you ask me those questions, what is it? If you're going to bring someone in that you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. and in turn, that's systematic racism at its finest. Mm-hmm. So if I, okay, if I moved into a predominantly black neighborhood and no one was really friendly to me, I mean, I guess, you know, again. Yeah, they're not going to be friendly to you because, and I know exactly why, because you're white and they're not used to you. Yeah. And they're going to think some things because their minds are going to tell them some bullshit that doesn't exist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. Every, everything that we just talked about is just people, their minds telling them some bullshit that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Your racism is a mental construct. Everything that we deal with is a, is a, mental, is a mental construct that's been created through, throughout, by man throughout history. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's all mental fucking constructs. And until people can get over that idea of it, and so people can like unlearn to accept that and then learn to reconcile with that and push forward with it, mm-hmm. like the way I felt like I have, then they'll, then they'll be able to free themselves from the bullshit that, cl- that clouds their judgment. Do you think some of it can be shaped by experience, though? And Always. Not, of course it's shaped by experience. society telling you to you know, think it, feel a certain way? But the thing is, it's coupled with both. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because, our be- look, if we, were living in, if we were living in times where we're, it aren't as industrialized and, 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 and as we are now and we were just you know tribes trying to you know survive and 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 and, and we will do we will do this we will do that in a different way yeah you know what i'm saying so we will have another so there, it, it's a little bit of both and mm-hmm. plus behavior is just behavior you know what i'm saying we decide what we want to what we deem to be good or bad you know what i'm saying there's people that people out there thinks molestation is good that it's not a bad thing and there's some people that think that it's really fucking bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the thing is, it's, it's still what our minds think. Now, I know it's a tough topic to bring up because everyone genuinely can't stand it. My thing is like, yeah, fuck yeah, that shit's bad. Because yeah. somebody tried to take advantage of my child like that, of course. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But there's another side to it where people think it's actually good. But since we cannot get over that because of the vitriol and rage we have for somebody taking advantage of a small person like mm-hmm. that, we cannot 
ever looking to see if that person can be rehabilitated. Because right. we have learned, because, because some violence, like for instance, I've been reading this book called Behave, and I just read the first four or five pages. And then we're going to end because it's 6.05 and it's, mm. I'm on 7%. The book called Behave is, there are certain levels of violence that we can accept that we cannot accept. There's a level of violence that we can accept when it comes to, you know, wars and stuff like that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe um, there's, um, there's violence that we cannot accept if we see some people just randomly fucking each other up, for some, you know what I'm saying? Or someone hits us or hurts us or however it is. We can't accept that. We don't want to see that. But we can watch a boxing match. We can watch a wrestling match. We can watch an MMA fight. We have, we have trained ourselves to believe that that particular context of fighting, mm-hmm. because it's sanctioned, because there's rules behind it, we are taught to believe that that's okay. Whereas those people are doing the same thing that other that other violent acts would take place. Um, they're, not, not just that, but they're profiting off of no, them. But the, but, but the yeah. bottom line is, we are okay watching two people kill each other. Yeah. That's basically what they're doing. Right. All right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we're just comfortable watching two people kill. Because in the context of a boxing match, an MMA fight, any sanctioned fight, that's okay because we've been told that there's rules and regulations by it, but yet these people, devastating things have taken place. People have died from this. But we can accept that because we have mentally told ourselves that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Isn't violence just violence? Yeah. No matter what way I mean, it is? that's what I tell <laughs> most people in terms of, like, when you glorify, like... Look, I like a boxing movie, okay, mm-hmm. but I don't love watching boxing, and I certainly don't like watching MMA. Right. I think it's, it's kind of douchey. Yeah, I don't like, I mean, I like watching certain, I like watching John Jones maybe, but even then it's just like I don't, I won't go looking for his fight. The Martian Manhunter? Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 he's, a, no, he's actually, uh, no, not that John Jones. No, but John Jones, like, you know, the, the, the MMA fighter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would watch his fight, but I'm not going to go looking for it. Like, I personally don't even like, I don't like even watching, I don't like watching anyone fight. To women, to men, I don't like watching that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just not into it. But I understand the science of it. Mm -hmm. You know, what people, like, yeah, it does look a little beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because it's rhythmic. Like, I love watching kung fu movies because the rhythm of... Mm-hmm. It's a dance. It legitimately is a dance, and I can understand how people would see that it's a dance as well. But we're, st- but then again, now we're being pro. Now we're our thinking allows us to believe that this is okay. I mean, and, and the the difference though with kung fu movies though is that the story typically has it's a battle of good versus evil. Right, but it's but at the same time it's still fucking violence, and then because it, and and it's still violent, but it's it's under that context. So everything that we talk about, like within context. Everything within, yo, balance. Mm-hmm. I, uh, before we go, one of the things, the late, great Richard Jenny. He was the only person, only celebrity I ever cried over that died. Because mm-hmm. Richard Jenny mentally could not handle the fact that he couldn't be as big as Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And he took himself out. And he was actually just as good as Jerry Seinfeld. If not, if not fucking better. better. Yeah. In my opinion, better. Mm-hmm. But he taught me something back in his special I, I'm, gonna go, I'm probably going to try to watch it again tonight if I can find it it was his HBO special called A Big Steaming Pile of Me and he talked about the yin and the yang mm-hmm. balance his whole spiel he was dropping knowledge on us mm-hmm. in that special about balance now mentally if he was Jerry Seinfeld doing that greatest shit ever mm-hmm. mentally if he was Dave Chappelle or anyone like that Louis C.K. any one of these guys we would think it would be the greatest shit ever mm-hmm. but since he's Richard Jenny and 
culture, behavior, the media machine, whatever it is, hasn't told us that he's great yet. Mm-hmm. He gives a fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm going around seeing memes of people that I came up with and shit. It's like, ah, I know that guy. He's all right. He's okay, guy. He's a piece of shit, but I know him. He's all right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, he said all these great things. And then this and that. He said this one thing that really stands out. Yeah, but he's also kind of an asshole, too. Mm-hmm. But th- both of those things can be true. You and John Boyega probably. Oh, yeah, we'll John. Boyega. I mean, yeah. listen, yeah, well, him and all those sh- those last two shitty ass movies that <laughs> I never watched. Um, but yeah, that's it. It's kind of a downer. Isn't it always yeah. in a weird way? No. You know what, though? The, the fact that we're having this dialogue should be encouraging. Because, again, these are not the conversations that the majority of people are having. You know what I mean? Like, we are, we're, we're like, supportive. Like, in your way, you're supportive of a movement, but you can't identify with it. Mm-hmm. And there are, there's, there's definitely people out there that feel the same way. Mm-hmm. And you're speaking to them, and you're speaking to other people to try and understand them. Mine is, you know, like I support the movement, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted that a group that is oppressed can't understand that they're oppressing a subset group within their own community. And I also, and I also think it's kind of weird that the people who have been, who are on the other side, have been on the side of their people, like the ones who've been oppressing, and they can't understand that that exists, yeah. you know. And then, so what are we missing here? Balance. Everything comes down to balance. Everything within reason, balance. The thing is, when you tell yourself something, like, when you tell yourself something enough times, you believe it. What was it? It's like, um, <clears throat> if, what is it? Forgive me. Forgive me. If, if the stakes mean everything, you'll tell yourself whatever you need to hear to survive. Everything I say is the truth, and that's a lie. That's the motherfucking truth. Speaking of balance, real quick before we go, mm-hmm. let me let me rewrite a better Star Wars finale for you guys. I'll do it as quickly as I can. Okay, so spoiler alert: we find out in the in the new movie that uh, do you care if I tell you? You don't care. You don't give a fuck okay. about that shit. We find out that Rey is actually Palpatine's granddaughter. Well, that's the big secret or whatever. So basically, <laughs> erasing everything that Ryan Johnson did in terms of like. Well, it doesn't have to be like a relative. Like you could, everybody's got the force, right? And it's just some people are just chosen by it, whatever. So we find out that she's a granddaughter, and then that's be, that's why she has some darkness in her, or whatever. And here's why that's a dumb uh, uh, ending and resolution. And I'll write a better one for you right now. And this is a theory that I had um, from the very beginning of this new trilogy, and I was desperately hoping that that that's where they were going to go with this, but. The whole Star Wars thing, it's about finding balance, right? Balance in the Force, right? With the, but what we, what we come to find out is apparently in the mind of George Lucas and everybody that uh, has been a part of the creative team of these movies, balance means the good side automatically wins and everything's cool, right? But that's not true balance. So my theory was, and, and again, you know, you, you have to look at it in the sense that Obi-Wan returns as a Force ghost. We see Yoda return as a Force ghost. Mm-hmm. Why do we see Anakin return as a Force ghost once, right. and then he never shows up again. Meanwhile, all this shit goes down where Luke suspects his nephew of being dark, and he att- he's about to kill him, and then he decides he's not going to do it. But by then, Ben Solo sees his uncle standing over him with a lightsaber, looking like he's about to kill him, and going, nah, fuck that, and turning to the dark side because of it. Where is Anakin? 
why is it that all these other ghosts can show up and give advice and be like, oh, you should not try this and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, Where is Anakin? I, my theory was that in order to drink, bring true balance to the Force, Anakin had been reborn in the person of a young girl, thus having the balance of masculine and feminine. And that girl is Rey. And Rey would have, would have would have, it would have been revealed to her that the reason that Darth Vader is such a strong influence on Ben, but he doesn't actually show up and try to stop anything, because again, Darth, at this point, Darth Vader's like, nah, that dark side shit, that sucks, I, I was wrong. It's because he's been in the body of a, of a young woman, and that's why Ben is so drawn to her, um, and together, through the means of the dark side and the light, they could have actually brought true balance to the Force. But no, they made her homeboy's granddaughter, and that was the big reveal. So you basically are saying that he wanted to fuck his grandfather. Um, in my version, no. If if they if they had kept. Or if they no, had, that, your version because he's drawn to his daughter. Drawn to her, but that doesn't. Well, we. I mean, we know in this in these new ones that he has a romantic interest in her, but it wouldn't have gone that way. Like, cause there's. Even in, in The Last Jedi... I'm on 3%. I know. We're almost done. <laughs> in The Last Jedi, um, it wasn't necessary. Like, they, 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 you could see the chemistry, the, but that was provided mostly by the audience. The audience was like, oh. But really, they were just like, we could do this. We could, we know, like, you're powerful enough, I'm powerful enough, and together we could join and rule the galaxy, as they always wanted to. So that's the only, like, true connection that they had there. And then because of the way the audience reacted, much in the same way that, like... You got your Batman v Superman where they like, well, in Man of Steel, he breaks down all those buildings. Don't all these people die? And in reality, when you're watching that movie, you don't see a single person in any of those buildings at all because an alien fucking invasion has just occurred and they clearly have evacuated the city to the best of their ability. But in any event, this the same thing. The fans are like, well, it looks like they were going to fall in love. So then J.J. goes in and goes, well, I'll have them fall in love, but they can't be together because, you know, he, you know, he sacrifices himself or whatever. I wrote a better ending. I'm sorry. I'm going to brag about it. I just... I did. And this this ending sucked. This one that they gave us. So, no. In my ending, she he wouldn't want to fuck his grandfather. He would have just been like, oh, finally, you know, we can actually bring balance to the Force. I'm a product of you. I'm, I've gone to the dark side. And now I can see that there is a middle ground that we can meet in. And we'll do our best to try and bring that actual balance as opposed to the light side always winning out, because that's not actual balance. And that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Santos, and uh, <laughs> Rob is just like, couldn't we have talked about that off mic? <laughs> couldn't we have never talked about that at all? Take your meds, as always. Yeah. Let's get these hoes. Uh, may the uh, force be somewhere. Not excessive force. <laughs> you say excessive force? That's funny. <laughs> <laughs>